Welcome to the From the Flats podcast, your destination for the latest in Georgia Tech athletics. Now, here's your host, Wiley Ballard. We're now joined by junior forward Moses Wright of the Georgia Tech men's basketball team. And Moses, you guys have won two games in a row. Before we get to your play and your season, I want to ask you, Evan Cole's windmill dunk uh, on Tuesday night. Had you seen that before in practice, or is that something nobody had ever seen before? I've seen way better tricks. Way practice. better from way, Evan Cole. Way better tricks from Evan Cole in practice. So you're telling me he was holding back? He was definitely holding back. All right, well, does, that, does that qualify as a challenge? That is a challenge. He could get, definitely get higher. <laughs> definitely could have got higher. He probably could have East made it. Okay, all right, well, fair enough. So, okay, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for uh, Evan Cole, do a little more uh, the rest of the way. You've done a lot, though, uh, in your junior year. I know you're going to get caught up in statistics, but shooting over 50% from the field, second in the conference in that, uh, shooting percentage, 13 points a game, seven rebounds per game. Why have you been a more efficient offensive player this year? Is that skill development? Is that shot selection? How do you explain it? Well, it goes into skill selection, well, skill development and shot selection, but I also have a lot more confidence and a lot more belief from my coaching staff and, play, and my teammates. So they believe in me more and I get more looks. Was there a moment, you know, whether it be over the summer or even early on this season where you kind of felt like, you know what, I'm a different player than I was when I got here? Uh, I'll say it was toward the end of the last season where I was just putting stretch, stretches of the games together where I was producing more and being more confident and more explosive. So towards that part, I just really, like, felt different on the court. Yeah. Well, another big part for you, obviously, you've started every game this season, only player to do that. Some of that's being blessed with good health. The other part of that is putting in the work in the offseason, working with Dan Taylor. I know he's talked about a lot about load management as you get set for the final full month of the season. How are you feeling physically, and, and how much do you look back at the weight you put on this offseason, about 25 pounds? How much is that helping you stay on the court now? Um, I'm feeling great. Uh, I'm always with um, Rich, doing recovery and everything. So it's not like my body's, my body's taking a toll, but it's not like I'm feeling it because I'm mm-hmm. on top of it. And DT, whatever you do in the weight room is like keeping me better on the court. As far as Richard Stewart goes, he's a guy who's been around a good bit. He seems like he can, the trainer for Georgia Tech. He, he can make a couple jokes too, can he? You wouldn't expect it if you see Rich because he, <laughs> he has a business-minded approach. But once you get to know Rich, you'll see that he's relaxed and get a couple of jokes here and there. Yeah, there's a, there's a few funny photos out there of him, too, falling that Notre Dame buzzer beater, I think, a couple of years back, something like that. Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah. a lot of sides of Rich that a lot of people don't know. Yeah, no, I keep keeping an eye for Richard Stewart, been a trainer at Georgia Tech uh, basketball for many, many years. As we get set for the final month, what are you most excited about? I know Notre Dame cut up this Saturday, but what is your goal for this final month? To end the season above 500. Mm-hmm. That's... I, don't, I haven't really been on a team where I've been involved as much as I have and like mm-hmm. had a above 500 record. So that's always been like a goal of mine. And whatever I'm doing on the court is reflecting in the rec- in the record of the team. Mm-hmm. As we get set for February and March and all that, obviously big time in college basketball, but also a a big time in tennis. I know you started your career and you talked about that at nauseum at times, but. Um, obviously, men's tennis, women's tennis getting started here on the flats, the Australian Open. Do you still watch uh, a lot of tennis nowadays, or is it 100% basketball? I would say that I watch tennis more than I watch basketball. For real? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I watch um, Coco Golf play, mm-hmm. Naomi Osaka. I watch, I forgot. I was going to watch a little bit of Australian Open, but 
I was going to go out and see the woman play Georgia today, but we got practice. So if they're still playing when we get out of practice, okay, I'm going to stop check by it and check it out. All right, good deal. You get a chance to get on the court at all in the offseason? Um, not, not a lot. Like last year I did in my freshman year, but it was like only like one day out of the summer. It wasn't like a whole like two weeks. But safe to say whenever basketball does end, you'll be, you'll be on the tennis court uh, later on in life? Yeah, I might, I might get a late pro season started okay. up and some, right. something like that. I don't know yet. Yeah, you ever talk to Chris Eubanks about his career? Um, whenever I see Chris, we really don't talk about career. We just talk about like how things going in life. Okay, okay, Because I, mean, I, I mean, I follow Chris. He's a cool dude and everything. So I mean, I see what he's accomplishing and everything. And you reminded me that you could beat him on tennis if you had if you had a chance. I mean, Chris already knows. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to put Chris out there like that, but I mean. it's okay. We don't. You don't, no, no no comment necessary. <laughs> oh man, well, Moses, thanks for the time. No uh, thanks again for the hard work all season. Enjoyed watching you play and. Thank uh, you. Let's get another good month out there. That's it. All right, that's Moses Wright, Georgia Tech men's basketball tennis fan, and uh, maybe a future tennis pro if, <laughs> if, if, if things uh, pan out well in both basketball and tennis. I guess. All right, well, that's it for us. Uh, next up, we'll have head coach of the softball team, Eileen Morales. This is from the Flats. We are now joined by head coach Eileen Morales, Georgia Tech softball, getting set for the 2020 season, uh, year number three under former Yellow Jacket great uh, Eileen Morales. And, and coach, let's start with this. You guys have quite the opening weekend schedule. The Buzz Classic is back. You've got UAB, Ohio, Furman, plus two games against preseason number one, Washington, who's flying all the way down from Fulman to Atlanta to play you guys. How excited are you for next weekend, and what are your goals? Well, I mean, first and foremost, the Buzz is Buzz is back, so uh, you know we're excited. That tournament, um, you know, a lot of people played in it. A lot of people, uh, you know, over the I think 20 years um, total have have competed in it. So exciting for that to be back. Uh, exciting to bring that back, but bring it here to uh, to campus uh, for the first time. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a strong slate of te- of games we'll play this weekend. Washington is going to be a challenge, and you know, uh, for us, if we want to be the best, we want to compete against one of the best teams in the country, and you know all things considered we're going out there and we want to beat them and so that's the mentality i believe last year we took some steps towards you know mm-hmm. playing at a high level and and uh you know i believe we can compete with anybody in the country uh when we play our best and so just exciting to to step out on the field against some great competition the opening weekend and you're coming off one of the best seasons tech softball has had in a number of years uh in your second year here now entering year number three picked to finish sixth in the conference which is now a 13 team league uh, which is hard to believe amount of teams continue to add softball in the ACC, you've got Bree Roper, all ACC selection at second base. Uh, how does the offense change from the, uh, last year to this year? No longer Katie Cruz, yep. which yep. you bring in some talented pieces. Yep. Yeah, so obviously the loss of uh, Katie Cruz is, is definitely uh, something from a production standpoint that hurts us. Uh, however, you know, I think we have some other players that are going to step up. Uh, you know, we have freshman Emma Kauf, who uh, comes to us from Nebraska. Uh, she's really talented. I think, you know, she's going to do great things. Uh, swings a lefty bat, also can uh, run. Uh, swings a lefty bat with power, but mm-hmm. also uh, can steal some bases for us. So going to see a little bit of a different offensive approach this year. Still obviously hitting for extra bases, but but really trying to focus and uh, taking extra bags when we can. So exciting exciting to see her, you know, obviously with Cam, Trisha Awald, and Roper back. You know, those are big bats for our lineup as well as Crosby, Huckabee. So we're looking for that experience to kind of <laughs> cash in on that experience 
as uh, as we move into uh, the, this season. Tell me about Bailey Zeitler. I know we saw Bree Roper make quite the jump from freshman mm-hmm. to sophomore year in the middle infield. Yeah. Now her double play partner Bailey Zeitler is entering her second year on campus. What do you expect from her? Yeah, I mean Bailey uh, had a great uh, freshman campaign. You know, came in and played I guess every game for us uh, at short, and uh, she's just so solid defensively. Um, I think she's grown a lot this this past fall. Uh, and uh, continues to just work at her craft, and I think she's improved. Her power numbers will probably go up. You know, she's not a traditional power hitter, but, you know, she can hit to gaps, um, and, and that's what we're looking for, hit those extra bases for us, uh, work those doubles. So, but a solid on defense, I mean, consistently is, is our most uh, – is our most consistent uh, mm-hmm. defender on the field. Yeah. Well, she had a couple clutch homers last year, too. Uh, yeah, it's a big, yeah. big spot. When you get a home run from yeah. the nine hole, you know, <laughs> you, you know some things are going right yeah, exactly. for you. <laughs> well, let's, let's go inside the circle now. Uh, you've got a transfer, Madison McPherson, coming in. You've got a number of other arms mm-hmm. returning. Uh, what are your expectations for the pitching staff? You know, we have a pitching staff, and I, I've been, you know, pretty upfront about, you know, we're going to pitch like a baseball program. We're going to use whatever arms, whatever matchups we need uh, to to reduce the amount of runs the opponent scores. So, you know, some good arms, a couple freshmen, or excuse me, Blake Nellman came in as a freshman who, who I think will, will throw a lot of innings for us. You know, uh, a couple transfers, Lexi Ray, and, and you mentioned Madison, and uh, excited about what we're doing in the circle there and, and, and with Morgan returning as well. So a lot of different looks, and it, it'll be exciting um, as we uh, work through that uh, and, and, and kind of in preseason kind of put those pieces together and figure out how to match all them them up. A lot of different looks in the circle. There's there's a little bit of a different look uh, in the stands as well. You guys have made an effort to uh, launch a booster club as well as to uh, get a preseason event going on the uh, weekend sure before opening day. Why is it important to engage the tech fan base with softball and why have you guys taken those steps to you know promote those new initiatives? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, it's an exciting venue, like coming here, uh, being able to watch a game at Mewbourne Field. It's a great view. You see downtown Atlanta, you see midtown Atlanta. Um, and, you know, we're putting a great product out on the field. And so, you know, when you play high-level softball like that and the fans are coming, you know, they want that entire game day experience. And, and so, again, having a booster club, uh, having, you know, VIP terrace and things like that, the hey, to come and help elevate the experience for the fan, I think is huge. And, you know, the players feed off of, the fans and vice versa and, and so just really important for us to continue to build the program and uh build excitement about around it of course thanks for the time best of luck less than a week from first pitch you excited that's right go tech see you thursday sounds good all right that'll do it for this week okay. georgia tech softball getting up shortly here on the flats you've been listening to the from the flats podcast be sure to tune into the georgia tech sports network on game days for live coverage and subscribe to this channel to get the latest news on the yellow jackets